I've interviewed hundreds of successful leaders, founders, entrepreneurs, and celebrities, and they've all had one thing in common. They've all read this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And in this video, I'm gonna be breaking down my key takeaways, my key learnings, and the best bits so that if you don't have time, you can still get the value from reading this book in just under 10 minutes from watching this video. So want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast on Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the channel. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're an OG, thank you so much for supporting me every single week to make these videos. I'm going to get straight into this book because there are so many valuable things and I want to sum them up for you really quickly so that you can learn them too. So the first lesson in this book. So the first chapter in this book talks about the fundamental techniques in handling people. Now they break this down into three core principles. Show genuine appreciation for people, avoid criticizing or condemning people and have a genuine interest in others. By treating people with respect and empathy, you can cultivate some incredible relationships in your life, whether that's at work, whether that's with a partner, whether that's a new friendship, but it's really key to understand these core principles. Now, the first one where they talk around showing genuine appreciation for others, I think is one of the key things that people miss. When you meet people, you often focus on their accolades rather than how they really helped you. So one of the examples here is when somebody meets me and they say, oh, I really love your podcast and I really loved this episode or I really love this lesson or I really love this story. I know that they've actually watched my stuff and they're genuinely appreciating it, which helps me to connect with them a hundred times more than if they come up to me and say, oh, it's really cool how you built your Instagram following. How did you do that? Can you show me? It's not actually showing genuine appreciation for my work. It's kind of just looking at the numbers, which for me isn't really what this is all about. The second is avoiding criticism. Now, this is really difficult because sometimes we're encouraged to give constructive criticism and I think that applies in some areas but when you're meeting someone for the first time I don't think the best thing to do is say oh do you mind if I just tell you this one point and I think here they're talking around when you meet people when you're fostering a new relationship you shouldn't really be criticizing other people or judging them you should be really trying to understand where they're coming from now I don't think this includes constructive criticism which I think you can do if you're good friends with someone or you've been watching them for a long time and you've built a relationship I think this is really important just for new relationships 
And the third point is about really fostering an interest in others. What can you learn from them? How can you actually understand them a little bit more and show a keen interest in what they're doing rather than looking at on the surface stuff? So this first lesson is a kind of fundamental basis of how to build a good relationship with someone. Now, the second chapter talks about six ways to make people like you. Now, I'm not talking about being a people pleaser and, you know, just doing what everyone else wants you to do. But there are some small things you can do when you're meeting somebody for the first time that you you can actually make them like you instantaneously. Being genuinely interested in other people is the first principle and it is so important to actually be interested in what they're saying. Now I think this correlates very well to the second one where he talks around smiling. When you're talking to someone, if you're not smiling, and if I was talking in this video like this, you would not be interested in talking to me. But if I'm talking in this video like this, you might be a bit more engaged. Now, when you're speaking to somebody, if you're genuinely interested in them and you're listening to what they're saying, often a nod, a smile, I'm not saying you should be like this the whole time, that would be weird, but I think a general smile and a general nod shows that you're interested and automatically engages that person with you. Now, the third one is something that I really struggle with, and I'm gonna do a whole new video around how I've learned people's names, but it is to remember someone's name. Remembering someone's name is the most important thing to them in their language. It happens all the time when people send emails and they get the name wrong. It is so simple. If you are emailing someone, their name is usually in their email, or it takes one second to research their name, remember their name. It's super simple and such a big win. The fourth principle is to be a good listener and encourage other people to talk around themselves. Let's be honest, when we're having a conversation, we always want to tell our side of the story. So a really great way to like, get someone to like you is number one, to be engaged in them and two, to sh let them share their own side of the story. When I'm doing podcasts, there is a balance of me sharing my side, but I always want the guests to feel like they've got their point across. And then what I'll do is I'll marry that up with an example that I have in my head. So it's really important to get someone else to be sharing their side of a story and then you relating your own experiences to that story after they've finished finished speaking rather than just talking about me 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 i i self 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 because let's be honest we all want to talk about ourselves so let that person talk about themselves now the fifth principle is talk in terms of the other person's interest now this is such an incredibly important point if you're speaking to somebody on social media let's just say you're promoting a brand it's really great to say my hair has grown from using this hair oil for example but if you said, if your hair is falling out and if you want to know a really quick way that your hair can grow, which will make you feel more confident and make you feel even better about yourself, then this is a great hair oil for you. Now, this is just a really simple technique because I'm talking in terms of the other person's interests. I'm not talking about how amazing my hair is and how it's made me feel and how lovely it is. I'm actually talking about if you have a problem, I have a solution to solve that problem for you. And that is what he's talking about here in terms of talking in terms of the other person's interests. Now, the last principle here is make sure you're making the other person feel important and do it sincerely. So this isn't to be fake and just to say, you're amazing, you're amazing. And like everything you're doing is incredible. It is actually to make sure that you're making sure that the other person feels valued for being there. Now, before a podcast, I will often say to a guest, hey, listen, I'm going to say this to you. So if you have a good answer for it, let me know. If you don't, I can suggest something for you because I want that guest to feel important. I've brought an expert onto my podcast because they are an expert and I want them to make sure that they feel like an expert so that they feel after the podcast, wow, I really enjoyed that. I'm going to share it. Okay, I'm going to tell my friends about it. 
so that it benefits both of us in the long term. So if you make someone else feel important, they're going to feel happy after it. Whilst if I actually just called a guest out and didn't prepare them for it before, they might feel really resistant and hesitant. They might not give their best answer. And guess what? The podcast is not going to do well. And they're not going to want to share their experience. So what's the point in that? So whilst my podcast is controversial and I ask really hard hitting questions, I do prep the guest and make sure they know that before the episode. Part three is a long one, and I'm not going to lie, I disagree with the first principle because it says the only way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it. Now, I do agree with what he's saying here in terms of if you don't want to get into an argument, then you should avoid it. But I do also talk around healthy confrontation and having conversations with people because if there is a problem, you do want to solve it and therefore you should raise it. But here I think he's really talking around if you don't want to have an argument, then don't have one because you never need to. And I guess I kind of do agree with that because he's talking Talking around you shouldn't have a debate you should have a dialogue so actually I do agree with that I take that back the second point is the one that I've learned the most from and it is to show respect and never ever say you're wrong automatically whether that person is right or wrong if you tell somebody they're wrong they are not going to like it so the worst thing you can ever say to someone is you're wrong you can say look I just wanted to raise this in a different way or you know I just wanted to give you a different perspective or you know um that's really interesting I may I I heard about it in this way but maybe I'm wrong you know it's never ever ever a good way to start a conversation with someone by saying you're wrong and also in the book he talks around this in a dinner setting where someone says you're wrong I heard it like this the other person's just going to get their back up it's always good to be inquisitive to be curious and to raise things in a positive way. And this links to the next point, which says, if you're wrong, admit it quickly and make sure you say you're sorry. So I think here is so important. When we're wrong, we never want to admit we're wrong. But it's also so fine to be wrong. We're not all geniuses. When do we not? We don't know everything. Why do we think it's weird to say, oh, I'm actually wrong about that. Oh, I actually got that wrong. Just say you're wrong. Who cares? And it's going to make you 100 times more likable to the person sitting next to you. Now, this, like I said, there are so many more principles here that I love and I agree with. But if I explained every point, we'd be here all day. So let me just summarize them for you quickly. Number four is begin in a friendly way. Number five is get the other person saying yes, yes, immediately. Number six is let the other person do a great deal of the talking. This is why we have two ears and one mouth. Number seven is let the person believe that their idea is his or hers. And I think this is really great for organizations to learn. Number eight is to always try and see things from the other person's point of view. Number nine is be sympathetic with the other person's desires and ideas. Number 10 is appear to nobler motives. Number 11 is dramatize your ideas. And number 12 is throw down a challenge now this can all seem a bit controversial like what's happening the first one said throw down a challenge the first one said don't get into an argument the point here is what he's trying to say is the way in which you raise things the way in which you communicate is absolutely key to building a strong relationship he talks about focusing on your common idea. So what do you both agree on? And that will set you up for a much deeper conversation because you already know you're playing on the same team. He talks around here in this whole chapter around presenting ideas with other people's needs and desires. So if you're just talking about it from your perspective, you're never going to be on a common playing ground. If you're talking about it, look, we both agree on this. This is what I need. This is what you need. You're most likely to end up in a win-win situation. Again, as you can see, being a leader, Carnegie explores so many different lessons, but this is all around different leadership qualities and strategies that will really, really help you. So I'm going to read them for you. First, begin with praise and honest appreciation. Always start 
by saying what someone has done well. Whenever I'm giving feedback to my editors, whenever I'm giving feedback to my VA, I always say, I really love that you did this and I really do appreciate it because it saved me on X amount of time. And I always start with that because it's going to make the person feel valued rather than just going in and saying what you can improve. Because again, there's always something that needs to be improved. That's why this podcast is something I'm working on every week. What can I improve? What can I change? How can I make it better? There's nothing wrong with that. But if I was always talking around all the things that could be changed, people in my team are not going to feel happy with me. Principle two is call attention to people's mistakes indirectly instead of directly calling people out. This is something that I really do struggle with. Principle three is talk about your own mistakes before you talk about others. Now, I do this all the time because I always want to show that I've made mistakes. I'm not perfect. And therefore, if I'm calling you out, it's actually not a big deal because it happens to all of us. So it's really important to always call yourself out and actually always see what you're doing wrong because almost all of the time, if you're a leader, it in a, in a senior position, there is something you could do to change people who work for you or work with you. Principle four is ask questions instead of giving direct orders. Now, this is a standard coaching practice. I did this all the time when I was working. It's always to be inquisitive and curious and ask a question rather than saying you've done this wrong. And that openly allows the other person to recognize where they've made mistakes, recognize where they can improve. And it comes from them rather than coming from you. Principle five is let the other person save face. Now, this is so, so important in an organization. We're always super quick to jump at the other person. Even in a friendship group, it's very easy to just call somebody out, but it's really important to let them save face rather than allowing them to take all of the blame and walk away from that conversation feeling horrendous, awful, and miserable. Principle six, praise the slightest improvement and praise every improvement. An improvement is an improvement at the end of the day. So if somebody has made an improvement, it's so important to encourage them to make another one because they're going to feel happy and satisfied that they've actually done something differently and their work is being recognized. Even if it's the slightest thing, it's so important to give praise for that person doing that small thing because ultimately it's going to encourage them to keep on doing all those small things. And you all know I'm a massive fan of the 1% Improvement Club. Atomic Habits is one of my favorite books. But it's all around making small, tiny changes, which will make an incredible difference in the long run. So make sure you're praising those small changes, even if it doesn't feel like it's anything substantial. Principle seven is give the other person a fine reputation to live up to, which I think is kind of self-explanatory. And principle eight is use encouragement and make the fault seem easy to correct. This is super important because ultimately, if you're saying something that they've done wrong is so hard and so difficult and impossible to correct, they're going to walk away feeling that they can't do anything about it and therefore be unproductive and perhaps not even do anything to change. Whilst if you make it easy to correct, it seems like it's a simple mistake that they can easily fix, which usually, if I'm honest, half the time it is. Principle nine is make the other person feel happy about doing the thing you suggest. So I think here it's super important not to make it seem like a really horrible, scary thing, not to make it feel like it's a massive mountain of a task. And actually it's a positive thing they're doing and listing all the key takeaways about how it's going to benefit them in the long run is super, super, super important. This book really does dive into having difficult conversations, dealing with difficult conversations and influencing other people positively. One of my favorite things Things he says in this book is seeking first to understand and then to be understood and I think it nails everything on the head because a lot of the time when we're listening to others we're thinking about what we can say back to them 
rather than listening to what they've actually got to say. And the other big lesson that I've learned from this book is the win-win principle. We always think, we're always thinking about how can I win? But the real win is when you both can win because your both parties are going to be happy. Because ultimately, when you're both happy, you're both going to move forward in a positive direction. By reading this book, I've been able to establish stronger connections and build trust way more easily because there's so many small, quick, low-hanging fruits that you can grab onto and you can implement very, very easily into your life. This book has really helped me in so many ways to cultivate great relationships and it's helped me to really build trust because there's so many quick, easy wins that I've implemented into my life that have really shown me a massive difference in the relationships that I've built, not only professionally, but also in my personal life too. The techniques for making people like you, like active listening, smiling, remembering people's names, making others feel important has really, really enhanced my social skills and has also made me connect with people on a genuine level. Learning how to persuade people has really helped me in terms of influencing them. I mean, being an influencer is kind of my job. And so it's been really, really helpful, not only in terms of working with brands, but also in terms of other collaborations that I've done too. I think the biggest win from this book for me has been with my podcast, a lot of the time I meet people for the first time when I'm meeting them in that podcast seat and so I have to make sure that people like me immediately because otherwise we're not going to have a good podcast so the key principles in this book have really helped me to build really strong relationships quickly avoid conflict and to build deeper connections with these incredible people that I'm interviewing every single week. I hope that this summary has been useful. If you want my personal notes, which will probably be really helpful here, there's so many key lessons and learnings from this book and I've broken it down into my favourite quotes, my favourite pages, and I've broken down the chapters into bite-sized chunks, which are easy for you to digest. So if you want my personalised notes, then what I'll do is I'll leave a link in the caption below where you can access them for completely free and you can actually use this video and those notes to help implement these valuable lessons into your life. If you've enjoyed this video, which I hope if you, you have, if you've got to the end of it, I'd be so grateful if you could press the like and subscribe button for me. It would honestly mean the world. I hope you have an incredible morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you're watching this, and I will see you very soon next week.